the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with the over or under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit with $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our relaunched merch store where you can get all your favourite SGPN gear. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Malcolm Bamford. I am coming to you from Newcastle Pontine in the northeast corner of England. Today is uh, Tuesday, July the 5th. Uh, we are here to handicap a slate of games, a full slate of MLB action for Wednesday, July the 6th. Uh, we've had a couple of OG shows with me and uh, Uncle Moon after the last couple of nights. We've got the youth team back tonight um, from a hard weekend of doing whatever you crazy people do on July the 4th. Um, we'll start top right. Noah Bennett. Good evening, mate. How are you? Uh, how was July 4th? What's happening? You know, the 4th was amazing, man. I went up north to the cabin for the weekend and now we're back home at Casa de Binic and everybody, <laughs> everybody's able to see it with the streams going today. We're going to try it again. Um, I think Dylan might have a little bit of fan issue or something in the background, but we have no echo that we know of, so it should be a good show. Yeah, we've spent about the last four hours uh, people trying to explain various technical terms to me. Uh, Yeah, and it's made my feet bleed a little bit, but like you say, here we are. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, Dylan Rockford is here. Dylan, uh, July 4, did you have lots of fun? Oh, yeah, spent it with the dog, the wife, the family, and hot dogs watching Joey Chestnut hit the under. So, great play there for the kid. But, uh, yeah, great to be back with you boys. Feel like I haven't been on in a while. Good to be back. Yeah, that wasn't the only thing Joey Chestnut hit yesterday as well, was he? Yeah, got himself in a little <laughs> bit of a in a little bit of a scrap on the stage. I said last night when I was talking to him, uh, Moon, I've greatest country in the world. Who could have I, a live fight? <laughs> I got called out for being un-American, taking the chestnut under, but I could not have been more right. <laughs> yeah, he, said, he he kept going down every year. No, that's Scoot. not that's not like. Really true. He had seventy six <laughs> last year, but but he was coming I mean, in with crutches. There was yeah, no way I the got Achilles injury. Over. He's jumping up and down eating the hot dogs. Not this year though, so it took a little yeah. bit of his momentum away. Yeah, Scott Reichel played the uh, faded the injury. Um, Scott <laughs> did, and, and he was absolutely right to do so. Um, if you did listen to the show yesterday, you'll know that we were sweating out my dog uh, live on the show. We were waiting for it to go wrong. It didn't go wrong while we were recording. Uh, it went wrong pretty quickly afterwards. So I handicapped that game to within an inch of my life. Chicago Cubs at the Brewers. Um, I got Justin Steele right. Moonaf was on the big fade. I handicapped Justin Steele beautifully. Um, he went seven innings, didn't give up any runs, but the Cubs only got him one. Uh, then the Brewers tied it up in the eighth. No sooner did we finish recording than C.S. Suzuki hit that inside the park home run. And yeah. I was bow- yeah, I was bounding around the lounge here uh, like a spring lamb. Um, David Robinson couldn't uh, hold on to it, so they tied it up. Um, and then the Chicago Cubs loaded the bases in extras with one out, couldn't push any runs over, and then completely and utterly buggered it up in the bottom half of that. Um, so another one, a bit like Paul Blackburn the other night. Uh, so I get the, get the dog, get the pitcher, just to give up one run, um, and I can't get over the finishing line. But we will keep... Um, pounding away see if we can get some winners tonight um, good looking card tomorrow there's one or two decent matchups there's one or two uh, new names uh, there's a new rookie pitching which uh, sounds like it's going to be an exciting time we've got Shohei Otani going as well uh, so let's to get our teeth into and we will crack straight on with a 110 Eastern first pitch between the Cleveland Guardians and the Detroit Tigers uh, Shane Bieber gets the start for the Guardians and Michael Pineda goes for Detroit uh, Detroit are plus 140, a little home puppy there uh, to get Dylan started. The Cleveland Guardians minus 165. Total is set at seven. Um, 
Detroit uh, is Noah's territory, so we'll throw it across to Noah to lead us off here. Yeah, I mean, quite surprised with the uh, July 4th performance from the Tigers. They won both games, took them from the Guardians there. Uh, Cleveland is 40 and 38 now this year. They're three and a half games back on Minnesota. Uh, in the AL Central. So that, that two-game stretch kind of hurt them there a little bit. Uh, Detroit, 32-47 and 47 on the year. The Guardians, they're struggling right now. They've lost five of their last six, and they've lost both of their games to the Tigers, like I mentioned, on Monday. Um, and they've also lost five of their last seven games. Um, I think I have – no, five of their last six games. I, I knew I had something off there. And um, the over – has hit in five of Cleveland's last six and five of Detroit's last six. And it's hit in five of the last seven games that they've played against each other. Um, or yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit off today. Uh, like I mentioned, got here like an hour and a half to set everything up. Um, I believe that is right though. Shane Bieber's on the mound for the guardians. He's three and four with a three twenty six ERA, 93 strikeouts, 21 walks and 91 innings pitched in his last six starts. Um, he's pitched 38.1 innings and Bieber is stunted a 297 ERA, but the guardians have not gotten him a win in those six starts. Uh, Michael Pineda on the mound for the Tigers. He's back from a middle finger injury. He came back in his first game on Friday against the Royals where he went five innings, only gave up three runs on seven hits, three strikeouts, zero walks. Honestly, he's kind of impressed me, like overachieved to suit to my expectations so far this season with a 362 ERA, 113 whip. Um, I, I think there could be some value on the Tigers here, given the Guardians' recent form and that Bieber price tag. What do you guys think here? Uh, yeah, well, we get a, we'll get a number from Dylan. He, he does his own uh, line. So, Dylan, what did you make your uh, over or under? So I made my total 7.4, and I do like the over here. I got it at 7. I do see 7.5 right now, uh, but I would lean over before I lean under just based on what Noah was saying. Five of the last six games have gone over for both teams. And Bieber, he's also allowed two or more runs in his last four starts. I think both teams will be able to contribute for this over. Pineda, in his first start back, he gave up three runs against the Royals, and I think the Gardens have much better bats than the Royals. So... I like the over seven. I made my total 7.4. Dylan, according to clean, you're the man. <laughs> That's fucking uh, <laughs> Dylan is the man. Um, I agree with you, Dylan. I thought the over was just too low. I thought we might see the same start from Pineda um, as we saw last Friday, as Noah just said, maybe three earned runs. Um, I think Cleveland will probably do another run or two. I just thought the seven was too low. Not by much. Um, half a run too low. Um, I'm still seeing a seven. No, Dylan says he can see a seven and a half, but I can still find a seven. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be a photo finish, be a close one. Uh, but I think we can just squeeze over uh, in this one. Uh, two tennis and first pitch is the Minnesota Twins at the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Joe Ryan draws the start for Minnesota and Lance Lynn is on the hill for the Chicago White Sox. Um, close in the market, Minnesota minus 115. The White Sox are minus 105. Total is set at eight and a half. Uh, Dylan will throw the straight over to you, the Twins at the White Sox. Yeah, give me the Twins here on the road. The Twins, they've had the White Sox number all year. They won four straight against them this season, and they had a nice comeback win last night. And I do like Joe Ryan in this spot. He's much better on the road than at home this season. 2.67 ERA and just eight runs given up in 27 innings. So I think the Twins continue their dominance against the South side here. Uh, might be bad news for the White Sox. I think Tony LaRusse is on his way out. Twins money line <laughs> for me. Okay, well, I'll jump in there then because, um, again, I'll co-sign that. I've got the Twins on the money line. This was, to me, uh, two offences that are particularly potent and it was a case of which pitcher do you trust more? Um, and I trust Joe Ryan a little bit more tomorrow than Lance Lynn. Uh, so in a close matchup, I was happy to side with the Twins. Neither see have scored um, that many runs, all convincingly anyway, with the White Sox put up a load one night against the Giants. But that's it, really. Uh, and they've still got a losing record at home, and it's not even particularly close. So, yeah, give me Joe Ryan and the Twins at minus 115. Uh, Noah, three for three. 
Yeah, three for three on the Twins winning the game here. They're 6-0 and in their last six games against the White Sox. I know Dylan said they'd won their last four, but I want to trump them a little bit because it's their last six uh, going back to last season, I believe. And I'm actually going to be on the under. I like the under a little bit more than the money line here because I do have a glimpse of hope still for Lance Lynn. He's had a rough uh, first two or three starts off the IL, but this is a guy that's been ultra consistent throughout his career. And uh, I... I'm I'm a little bit scared that he could just go out there and shove, and the White Sox would be a, would have a good chance to win this game. Okay, next up, two ten Eastern first pitch: the Chicago Cubs against the Milwaukee Brewers. I'm still smarting um, from uh, the Monday night game here. Adrian Sampson uh, goes for the Chicago Cubs, and Corbin Burns is on the hill for the Brewers. Uh, the Brewers are prohibitive minus 235 on the money line two to one the Cubs plus 200 totally a set at eight um Samson um has no uh winning or losing record so far 338 ERA has pitched 16 innings with 14 strikeouts uh seven and four Corbin Burns 236 ERA has pitched 99 and a third with 124 punch outs uh huge number there um Samson's pitched as expected, I think, really. Uh, he's come in, I think he's had a couple of starts and a couple of games out the pen, uh, only 16 innings. He was um, got to by the Boston Red Sox last time, which was pretty much uh, to form, I think. Eight hits, four earn runs, over five and a third. Um, it's a small sample from from Samson, but I just don't expect anything different. Um, Corbin Burns is four and one in his last five. Is he or is two? Zero three in that time as well. His home record's only three and three, um, which um, you'd expect a lot different actually with that ERA. I think the under uh, is in play here. I'm still not really buying the Mil- the Milwaukee offense. I uh, see. I watched that game last night against the Cubs, and they never looked like scoring a run until uh, until they did. Um, but that Chicago won't score many. Um, and I can't see the Brewers scoring them all by themselves. Uh, so under seven and a half for me at minus one fifteen, Dylan. Yeah, I'm going Brewers run line here minus one fifteen. It was hard to get any value in this one, but I do like the Brewers. I was willing to lay up to a minus one thirty with them on the run line. So I think we're getting good value here at minus one fifteen with the Brew Crew after winning a few games in a row. I think the Cubs have finally finally come back to life. Regression, losing two in a row now. While the Brewers, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10. Cubs, they're just not a good road team. They're not a good team in general. They're 15-21 and 21 straight up on the road. So give me the Brew Crew minus 1.5 to get the job done. As for the total, I made my total 7.7. So if you can find an 8, I do like the under. Well, that's what I was just going to point that out as we speak. That I have seen an eight moved from seven and a half. Uh, so yeah, I'm delighted with that. I'll, I'll happily take that extra half a run. Um, and like I say, on the back end of your your little seven point seven number as well, there, Dylan. Uh, so Noah, uh, the Cubs at the Brewers. I'll I'll see your guys' bets and I'll also raise you. Look into Corbin Burns' K prop here because uh, the Cubs are striking out over way over eight times a game here. And I mean, Burns is just a strikeout machine throughout his last two years here in the MLB. Uh, the Cubs are ranked 26th in strikeouts per game on the offense. So it's just not a very good offense all around uh, right now, but you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Saya. I had him for NL MVP preseason. I have him on my fantasy team. Maybe with him getting back into this lineup, they do kind of turn into that offense that was, you know, it was it was a good offense with a bad pitching staff early on in the year. And when he kind of got injured, it wasn't anything too special. So, um, like you mentioned, that inside the park home run the other day, um, they ended up losing it in extras. But I feel like this kid is just another source of energy for this otherwise pretty stagnant Cubs club right now. Yeah, the, I don't know what the actual number was, but they struck out a lot last night. I was expecting Eric Lauer. It was it um, was uh, fifteen strikeouts last night. Well, because I know I think Dylan, you put up the line, didn't you? I saw you tip up over five and a half, maybe during the afternoon. Um, I did. That was Noah. Was that you? Was it? Sorry, Noah. Uh, yeah, don't mean to give okay. your glory to somebody else, but yeah. So <laughs> I wondered. Yeah, that's why you knew the number. That's why Noah jumped on the number straight away. Um, but every time I looked at the screen. The Chicago Cup was striking out. Uh, so, yeah, that's a, 
That's a, that's a nice steer, mate. I, I like that, Noah. Uh, 3.37 Eastern first pitches, the Toronto Blue Jays at the Oakland A's. Jose Barrios uh, for Toronto and James Caprillian for Oakland, who are a plus 150 underdog. Toronto a minus 175. The total is set at eight. Uh, Noah, you can lead us off here. Uh, yeah, the so- A's are uh, competitive at the moment uh, in Toronto... Not on the slide, but they're just a little bit of a head-scratcher. The A's have been keeping the games close, I would say. They're 2-6 and six in their last eight. Toronto, 44-37, and 37, but they're still 14.5 games back of the Yankees. It's just crazy. Um, both teams kind of in rough recent form. The Blue Jays, 1-4 in their last five as well. Uh, both trends on the total actually go the other way extremely. Toronto has hit the over in 13 of their last 16, and Oakland has hit the under in six of their last seven. For Toronto, Jose Barrios, he's 6-4 and four on the year with a 572 ERA. He's going to start here for the Jays. He's got 67 strikeouts, 22 walks, and 83.1 innings pitched. His last start, we were talking about him really just being a mixed bag and not knowing what you're going to get. It actually wasn't too bad. He had a five-inning start, only gave up two runs on eight hits against the Tampa Bay Rays there. And for Oakland, uh, James Caprillion gets the ball. He's 1-5 on the year with a 543 ERA, 40 strikeouts, 27 walks in 58 innings pitched. He settled it down in his last three starts. He's only given up one, two, and three runs to Seattle in two of those three games and Kansas City where they only scored two runs there. Uh, But, I mean, the wind is blowing out to right field at 10 miles an hour. I'm going to pull a moon off here and take a first five over. I think we get one of those mixed bag games from Barrios. You give them like two or three runs there. And then the Oakland A's, they they jump out early and then they give the game away late. So if this total opens up as like a four or a five, I would, I would look for a first five over. Okay. Uh, Noah, uh, Blue Jays at the Athletics. Dylan. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, it's Dylan. You're good. Uh, over seven and a half for me. I do like the first five over. I'll tell no on that. The number's just too low. I set my total at 9.2. Both pitchers, like Noah said, they tend to give up a lot of hard contact and a lot of runs. Uh, the Blue Jays, they've lost four straight, but they are seven and three toward the over in their last 10 games. I think the Blue Jays, they'll be able to score a few. And if Barrios doesn't have his A game, I think the A's will be able to jump on him early and score a few runs and then probably blow the lead, as Noah said. And yeah, he hit it on the head. The weather report, there's 10 mile an hour bl- uh, winds blowing out of center field. So all in all, love the over, love the first five over. Yeah, I've been trying to get involved with the A's uh, over the last few nights. I was, I was uh, chinned on Saturday night in uh, in extra innings. Um, I took them to win tonight's game, the Tuesday night game, and then they went and beat Toronto on the Monday night game, which I, I now feel like I've got less chance of winning tonight, even though I know it is an independent event. Um, I've got uh, Auckland on the money line here, plus 145. I've got Auckland on the run line. Um, Noah made a great case. Um, for the first five, because they do keep giving it away late. Um, so that might be something I, uh, I, I take on board as well. The last couple of nights we've talked about Toronto being unable to cover a run line, uh, one of the worst records in MLB. Um, I think that's now 23 and 40, uh, where they haven't covered a, um, a run and a half. Uh, so that Oakland run line, minus 110, um, it looks appealing, but yeah, try. I just so, some way of getting Auckland uh, in my portfolio of bets for tomorrow. Malcolm uh, was how to, was how I to, viewed that one. Go on, Terrell Furman in our chat saying we're the greatest bunch of nerds ever. Yeah, do you have a comment is, on your Twitter exchange? Is, is, it, is it is it because we're using numbers and analytics? <laughs> well, there was some there was some loose talk earlier on yeah. on Twitter with uh, I think Scott Reichel and Terrell and some other people in. I think oh, they're going to wow. start their uh, the twenty five team dynasty league. But yeah, that's all right. Uh, we don't mind that. I'm looking forward to hopefully meeting uh, yeah. meeting Terrell NBA, soon. And the NBA gambling podcast is going to start a twenty five team MLB dynasty league. I was yeah, trying yeah. to get um, the WNBA with Terrell and Scott. <laughs> 
They're, uh, yeah, the, the, the NBA is finished and they've started looking elsewhere to cause some mischief. So we were in the, uh, it, was our, it was our turn in the barrel today with the NBA boys. But, uh, good evening, Terrell. It's lovely of you to listen, uh, if indeed you are. So uh, get, a, get a pen out and write some of this stuff down uh, and then bet them tomorrow will come back to me. That's what we'll do. Uh, 6-4 Eastern first pitch is the LA Angels at the Miami Marlins. It's Shohei Otani. Uh, taking on Trevor Rogers. Uh, the Lions are the Angels are minus one fifty-five. Miami is plus one thirty-five. Totally a set at seven. Um, Otani seven and four, two sixty-eight ERA, seventy-four innings pitched and hundred and one strikeouts. Uh, Rogers four and six with a five fifty-six ERA, sixty-eight innings pitched and sixty-two strikeouts. Um, Otani's won his last three starts without giving up a run. I mean, every time you, you bring up his name or you hear someone say something about him, it's to explain what ridiculous record he's broken this time. Um, he struck out 24 batters in his last two starts. Um, so, yeah, don't really need to expand on Otani. Uh, Rogers, he's still be going relatively short. Uh, I don't know why he can't get out to sort of the the fifth, fourth, even the third inning sometimes, uh, and giving up a lot of runs. Um, really, the the key here is the rest of the Angels. Can the rest of the Angels put put anything up? Um, because at the moment, Otani is the only thing uh, to recommend back in LA in this spot. Um, I'm going to keep rolling with Miami. I don't see why not. This was a value play for me. Um, I don't want to take the Angels at minus 155 in any spot. Uh, I don't really care what spot it is. Um in that case, uh, I'll take the uh, the Marlins, who've won five on the spin, maybe, or is it six, something like that? Uh, plus 135 for me, Miami. Uh, Dylan, um, I've got a feeling you probably side with uh, Miami as well here. Yeah? Uh, I actually made the Angels a minus 140 favorite, but I, I can see myself on the uh, Marlins. I do like the over seven and a uh, seven. I got it at seven. But I, I did want to, before I break down my, my play, I wanted to ask you boys a question. Do you think the Angels should trade Mike Trout? Depends so, what they're going to do with whatever they get because they don't seem to have a plan, a coherent plan. So you trade away Mike Trout and... But in, what's it for? Do you know what I mean? If if you could give me something concrete, this is what we're going to do with with the the proceeds of that trade. But why would you trust them? Because year on year on year on year, they've been unable to 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 show what a cohesive plan is. So I don't think it matters at the moment. I just don't think the the front office is good enough to uh, to put a team out there. Yeah, I I wouldn't trade Trout right now either, just because on the sole purpose that he wins some of these games just on his own. And the other part is like, they haven't done well really acquiring players in general. Like you look at Rendon and other free agents that they've grabbed. And it's like, I I wouldn't trust that front office right now. And I think that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why there's a little frustration maybe with him and maybe, I mean, he went over 11 in that, in that series against the Astros. So, I don't know. I, I just don't trust the organization to get the pieces to surround him. And he's given Anaheim all his years. So he's been loyal, he's been faithful. But now you got to think about yourself. You, if the rain, if the a team like the Mets or the Yankees or even just the Astros go and give you a boat of prospects and give you give the Angels an offer they can't deny, do you think maybe Mike would want to go? At some point, you want to you want to win. He's from the tri-state area. I don't know. I, I just think maybe it's time to just cut cut your loyalty to win. That's what I thought he would do in free agency, like a couple of years ago. Is he's from that area? I thought he would be a big fish for Philly to go out and get, and he stayed yeah. low, uh, stayed true to himself and stayed at the Angels. So I, I don't think it's really like a a missing a hometown thing. It might just be like. Once he gets somewhat to the end of his prime, maybe out of his prime, he might think about, hey, I don't have a World Series, let alone two playoff appearances. I need to yeah. go do some postseason play. He has cut an, uh, an increasingly frustrated figure <laughs> this year. Tends to be a camera following him around the outfield, and he just seems to be a little bit exasperated with various you, aspects of either his teammates or, or the management. Do you see that camera angle of him pointing out the 
pitcher t- tipping his yeah, pitches, yeah, tipping yeah. His pitches, and then he kind of does the eye roll at the end. Too. Yeah, it's like that's what I mean. I've never really he's, seen he's, Trout do that before. You know, he's been quite well. He, the, the the bigger eye roll earlier in the season was when they walked. Uh, yes, intentional yes, walk yes, with the bases was, loaded, was, and he, he looked around all three bases he, just to check that there was a runner everywhere because <laughs> he couldn't he couldn't quite believe what was going on. He, he said, "Yeah, there's one there, there's one there, and there's one over there." Um, so yeah, that looked like it was the beginning of the end. To yeah. finish off though, I don't, I mean, to look at this team, they had a good record. They were one of the best teams in baseball coming out of <clears throat> April, going into May, and they just had a rough twelve game, fourteen game stretch there. This is like a winning baseball team that just gets into weird, weird slumps and mm-hmm. has injury problems with their best players. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the the best player in the sport is so unrecognizable. He could he could uh, stand or walk around Times Square, and I don't think people would know who he is. I it's don't think tough, they market him enough. It's a tough time for baseball, too, because Trout's hurt, Harper's hurt, Tatis is out. I mean, that's three of your biggest stars right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good point. I agree. Uh, Degrom as well. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Um, yeah. So make, a, did you this, give us a yeah. pick on that one? No, so sorry. <laughs> Didn't about even this. talk about the game. <laughs> I'll make this short. I like the over here. It's going to be a fade on Trevor Rogers. He's just I can't trust him how he pitches at home. Uh, both teams they've gone over this number three of their last five games. Marlins, like Malcolm said, they're on a nice five game winning streak. They've been able to score some runs. Uh, so I'll bank on them to score a few. I do think they are uh, home pu- live home puppies as well. So if it gets up to plus 140, I'll be on the Marlins. But I like the over seven. Um, and Noah, uh, Angels at Marlins. Real quick, I, I like an uh, Otani strikeout prop. I mean, just take that thing over. In his last two starts, like you mentioned, 11 strikeouts, 13 strikeouts against teams that don't really strike out often. And now he's got a bottom six team in uh, strikeouts per game in the Marlins. So he might have another field day here. 6-4 Eastern first pitch, the New York Mets at the Cincinnati Reds. Devin Peterson. Uh, lefty goes for New York and Graham Ashcraft goes for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, New York are a minus 160 favourite. Uh, the Reds are plus 140. Totally are set at nine and a half. And we will throw this game across to... Ba-ba-da. Dylan, go. Oh, he's waving at me as well. Uh, Mets one and a half is going to be the play for me. Uh, I needed any sort of a plus price to take the Mets minus one and a half. I do value Peterson a little higher than Ashcraft here. I think the Mets, they do have the pitching advantage. And I also think with Framer Framer out for the Reds, it hurts the lineup a little bit. So I think the Mets are starting to heat up. Uh, We got Scherzer coming back tonight. I think this is a good time to get hot before the All-Star break uh, after that tough series against the Astros. So uh, for some reason, the Reds are just not a good home team. Uh, I think they're 13-25 and at home. So give me the Mets big tomorrow, minus one and a half at plus 120. Um, Yeah, I might have to – Change my change my pick and hop on with you. I had the bets written down as a money line bet. That was a minus one thirty five. That was about four hours ago. Um, that's now shifted to minus one sixty, which I wouldn't like to give out um, in any good faith. So I'll I'll move I'll move my pick and I'll take the extra the extra run and a half um, uh, New York bets run line for me because yeah, I do think this is a, a comfortable win. And I, I'm slightly out on Ashcraft actually. He had a promising start, but he's just. Uh, he, he had his last chance, I think, uh, last week. And um, I'll put him on the note except for a little while. So, yeah, I'll take the Mets. Uh, Noah? I was I was looking forward to that weekly uh, Ashcraft update. Just yeah, to, he's, uh, he's, been, uh, he's been getting in worse and worse in my bad books, and now he's eventually <laughs> gone. So I have the clearance to take the over here. Clear for takeoff, Noah. That would be my pick. Uh, Noah takes the over. Okay. Um Plenty more games to handicap tonight here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, any of these lines that you like the sound of, uh, the place to find them and get involved is WinBet, uh, where you can use the wins bet $50 to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to 200 bucks and free bets. Uh, you'll also get involved with the ultimate fantasy football experience if you bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July the 31st. Uh, you'll be entered to win that draft experience at Encore Beach Club 
which includes a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Um, there's lots to choose from. Just download the Winbet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, I will also tell you about Slipper before we move on. The fastest scoring fantasy platform. Uh, one assumes that you have your uh, fantasy league on there. I know I do. Um, best app by a country mile um, for fantasy. But they've added a little over or under game now uh, for player props, which is dead easy to play. Um, choose your sport, choose your players, choose your props. Uh, and once you've selected your own stake, you can win it from two to 20 times that stake just by being correct on there. Um, the chat box is fun. You can copy your friend's picks. You can get the talk a little bit of smack with each other. So if you want to play the Slipper over or under game, um, slipper.com slash SGP MLB is the code you need. And Slipper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Uh, so join our squad by using the code slipper.com slash SGP MLB. T's and C's apply. See Slipper's terms of use. Uh, for details, uh, Noah's already thrown out to show who Otani uh, strikeout prop. I think uh, Corbin Burns is another one uh, for tomorrow. So there might be yeah. a couple of a couple of sleeper um, players for the overall under game there. Uh, next up, seven oh five. We're into the evening slate of games, which is the Texas Rangers at the Baltimore Orioles, and it is Glenn Otto who draws the start for Texas. Spencer Watkins. Goes for Baltimore. Um, close on the books. Texas minus 115. Baltimore plus 100. Uh, total is set at nine. And this one goes across to... Uh, why can't I find who's looking after these games? It's uh, Noah. There you go. Um, well, hopefully the Wi-Fi is not coming in and out because I think it is right now. But uh, Texas 37 and 41. And... Baltimore also 37 wins this year. Uh, just take one look at the pitchers here in this matchup, and I'm just thinking, like, good God. Um, wind blowing out strong to left field here. I'm just going to take the over. For the Rangers, you have Glenn Otto, who's getting the ball. He's 4-4 four and four with a 563 ERA, 35 strikeouts, 29 walks, and 46.1 innings pitched. It's just way too many walks from him for my liking. Um, he's had six walks in his last six innings while giving up 10 runs in those six innings with only two strikeouts. Um, for Baltimore, the, the kid still spells his first name wrong. I don't know if you can change that legally, <laughs> but, I mean, Spencer yeah. with an S just it, – it's like it's like SGP analysis here with the, just like my OCD gets going with that first name spelling. But he's 1-1 one one on the year with a 461 ERA, 23 strikeouts, 17 walks, and 41 innings pitched. Um He's been good in his last three starts. He's uh, settled down. He hasn't gone too deep into those starts, though. So I'm also going to be taking the over on this one, guys. What do you think here? Uh, Dylan, you can uh, tell Noah what you think. Yeah, I do like the over. I set my total at 9.3. I think both teams will be able to score some runs on these pitchers. But I actually like the home puppy here for me. I took the Orioles at even money at plus 100. I actually made them a minus 110 favorite. I think with how good the Orioles have been at home and how good their bullpen is surprisingly this year, they'll be able to keep this one close. Otto, he just hasn't looked the uh, same in his last two starts, so I'm going to be fading him. I think regression's starting to come in, and I'm just going to bank on the Orioles at home and to get the job done. So I, even money, I'll take the Orioles. I didn't clarify, but that's my pick to win the game too. Let's go. Okay, well, uh, my pick to win the game is the Texas Rangers. So I'm going to uh, <laughs> completely fly in the face. I'll tell you why. Um, Glenn Otto, I don't mind. I picked him last Friday night at the Mets as my dog uh, on this run of incredibly bad luck that I'm on. Um, and again, the competing with the Mets all the way through, I think the, both teams had six hits um, and the Mets came out one run better off and the back of a, a three-run homer. Yeah, you shrug your shoulders. They're the kind of margins we're working with. Um, so I'm happy to give Glenn Otto another chance. I had this written down earlier on at minus 145, um, which is now shifted to minus 115. Um, so, yeah, I know every, you, you two were wetting your knickers, but it's the Baltimore Orioles, boys. Let's not forget. Um, so, yeah, give me Texas here um, at minus 115 behind my man, my new man, uh, Glenn Otto. 
next up, we have a 7.05 Eastern first pitch uh, between the Washington Nationals and the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, George O'Gray goes for the Washington Nationals. Um, and Aaron Nola uh, goes for the Phillies. Uh, Phillies are minus 205. Washington plus 175. Total set to 8.5. Uh, this is all you, Dylan. What you got? Yeah, tricky game here. Uh, you would think I would be fading the Nationals with how bad they are. Five in a row, losing uh, five losses in a row. But Josiah Gray, he actually is undefeated at home, and he's actually pitched pretty well on the road. So be be very cautious to just blindly bet Philly. I, they're a big favorite for a good reason, but I'm going to stay away from this side. I do like the total. I'm going to go under eight and a half here. I think with how good Josiah Gray has been and with how good Aaron Nola has been as well at home, I think we see a low-scoring game. I set my total at 8.1. Uh, Aaron Nola against, um, against Washington, he went eight strong innings, only gave up four hits, zero runs, only one walk. So I, I think we see a low-scoring game. If you, don't, if you want to take the bullpens out of it, take first five under, but I do like under eight and a half here. Uh, okay, uh, Noah? Um, my pick here would be the under eight and a half as well. Um, I've been kind of riding this Nola hot streak. He's had <clears throat> only given up four runs, one run, zero, two, zero in his last five starts with eight strikeouts, 10 strikeouts, eight strikeouts on his last three games there. Um, this Washington Nationals team surprisingly, surprisingly can hit. But the total has gone under in their last eight of 12 games. And, Dylan, Washington is 1-12 in their last 13 games straight up against. So, I mean, I, I mean, JoJo Gray is a great pitcher, so I'm going to yeah. take the under. But, I mean, I'm not going to talk you off the ledge if you want to, like, throw this money line of Phillies into a parlay. I think it might be okay yeah. given recent history. Okay, uh I'm going to take the Nationals here. Um, big fan of Josiah Gray. He's going the other way on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's just how it lands. Um, I feel like I've got a, a sub story for every pick at the moment. Uh, um, locked up Josiah Gray. Probably, uh, maybe, I think it was the same Friday night that Glenn Otto uh, didn't quite get the job done. Um, he'd been absolutely outstanding. I think before that start last Friday, he had the, it was one of the top three uh, ERAs in June. I know Ross Stripling was in there uh, and Josiah Gray was in there. Um, and I tuned into the game and I was very excited to see how Josiah Gray performed and he uh, gave up six earned runs in 10 hits <laughs> against the Miami Marlins. And I thought, well, that's just fantastic. Um, so let's give him a little uh, bounce back spot. Yeah. Didn't you, you like throw a lock or a dog against Nola and the Phillies last time and they won by like 10 runs? Uh, no, was that not, uh, Gibson, Kyle Gibson? <laughs> I mean, oh, that was it's just okay. where it made it. So, this it's the same shit, it's all just, just dressed up differently, different color <laughs> badge on the shirt. Um, I'm not taking minus 205 about the Phillies to beat anybody. Uh, so they're, they're a very middle of the road team, and Washington Nationals are uh, very bottom of the league team. <laughs> but, yeah, they are, but they're perfectly within their rights, uh, to win this one tomorrow. So, give me Jojo Gray. Uh, and give me that plus 177. <laughs> 7.05 Eastern first pitch. It's the New York Yankees at the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is Luis Severino. Uh, and is our first Keller of the night. It is Mitch Keller uh, going for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, I've got no lines at all on this one, boys. Um, so It's because I don't know if Mitch can, Keller's confirmed. He's kind of right, okay. on or off for this Pirates team. They're not very happy with him, so... Okay, well, I'll take you through quickly what I've got. Because it, it was a fairly straightforward handicap. Um, but if it's not Keller, then we could be wasting our breaths. Uh, Severino is 4-3 and three with a 335 ERA. He's pitched 78 innings with 91 punches. Uh, Keller is 2-5 and five with a 514 ERA. 70 innings pitched, 59 strikeouts. Uh, Severino's just uh, meandering along really nicely. Um, he's actually had quite a tough schedule. Uh, face Houston twice and the Blue Jays in his last three starts. So I think he'll be happier to see a little bit of softer opposition here uh, in the Pirates. He gave up 10 in runs in those three starts. Um, but I think we can see a little bit of a better start from him uh, tomorrow. Uh, Keller 
has been okay, maybe, if you want to pay him a compliment. Uh, 410 ERA in his last five. Um, this was just a really straightforward uh, New York run line. I think they can get ahead early. They can get a couple in front early and they can stay there. Um, I'm not expecting huge fireworks, but yeah, uh, they're going to be a couple of runs too good for Pittsburgh. Uh, in the absence of lines, I don't want to go much deeper into it, but that was my uh, initial lean. So uh, your buckles, Noah, uh, do you think they can hang uh, with Severino and the Yankees tomorrow? Yeah, man, you took my handicap almost right off my uh, lips here because, I mean, Severino has had tough opponents in his last three with two against the Astros and one against the Blue Jays. Not many strikeouts. This is going to be a spot where I look to take a strikeout prop because I'm doing it with uh, Jameson Tyone. That's actually my lock of the day for Tuesday's slate of games. This Pittsburgh Pirates team strikes out a ton. They're uh, striking out the third most in the MLB right now for a team. And they they had 14 strikeouts in their last game against a Brandon Woodruff who just came off the IL and Brewers bullpen who's pretty darn good. But, I mean, 14 strikeouts in one game is, like, kind of outrageous. And we're going to go with uh, a, a strikeout prop on Severino if we get some good odds and uh, depending on what the line comes out here because I'm going to echo everything you said there. Okay, uh, and we move across to Dylan, same game. Uh, yeah, hard to give you something with no lines, but I do think if we – if we, I, I handicapped as Mitch Keller going, so I don't know if he is confirmed or not, but if we're able to get a minus 120 or better with the Yankees on the run line, I'll probably be on the same side as you, Malcolm. Okay, uh, before we move on, uh, if you are watching this uh, on video – Uh, or you're going to catch up with it on YouTube or wherever. Uh, You notice I've got my SGP hoodie on there, uh, and there are loads of new fancy things uh, in the new SGP and merch store, uh, which has been relaunched. So get across there. There's some MLB gambling podcast gear as well. Um, And the place you need to go is store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Com. Uh, I feel like my SGP hoodie is now old hat. Um, so I'll be getting across to the new merch store to uh, freshen up my look. Uh, we're also brought to you, we've got a new sponsor here as well, Dave, uh, which is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly. Uh, help out with a little bit of extra cash if you need it for some bills or you've got some unexpected um, costs that have come in. Uh, gas prices through the roof, things like that. Uh, so Dave will help you tackle those expenses. No interest, no credit check needed. Uh, millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the help that they need uh, with a little bit of extra cash. So if you download the Dave app from the App Store, that's D-A-V-E, uh, you can sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For T's and C's, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Bank and provided by Evolve, member of the FDIC. Yeah, 710. So, oh, go. Well, Sorry. Um, you mentioned uh, YouTube. I'm just going to plug it here because it's hard to uh, search up right when we started because this is going to be our first episode that we've ever posted on the YouTube channel. So it's MLB Gambling or MLB Gambling Podcast dash SGPN. That's how you're going to be able to find us because if you look up MLB Gambling Podcast, you're not going to see us right away. Okay. Well done, Noah. Uh, yeah, I quite like the little video thing. I sometimes forget how handsome I am and then something like this comes along and it all comes fl- all comes flooding back so that's a little treat for everyone um, hey, I got all these golf polos that I don't really wear too often so I gotta wear them somehow so I like this John, John Lee says he loves the YouTube oh big fan of John Lee John Lee is loads of fun in the Slack channel uh, which is a good place to get involved with any of the uh, sports gambling podcast chat you if you want to get involved with the DJs. uh the, uh, the Slack channel is the place to be, and you'll find uh, young Lee amongst loads of other people. Um, 7 10 Eastern first pitch is the Tampa Bay Rays at the Boston Red Sox, which is Corey Kluber uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays. And I believe this is Brian Bello or Bayo. How are we pronouncing this? Are we pronounce it with a hard L or a soft L? Well, so Bello. based on the way that Brian, Brian is spelled, I think it's Hispanic. So I'm going to go Bayo. Just okay. Well, there. I, I'm so, not. I'm not. I'm not familiar with him at all, and that's kind of so, my handicap here. So. So two different. Uh, two different answers from you two. Thanks for that. Uh, 
Yeah, Brian Bello will go for. I'll go for. I'll go for a hard Geordie O on the end of Bello as well. Uh, Tampa Bay are minus one oh five. Uh, Boston are minus one ten. The total is set at nine. Um, and Noah, tell us all about Brian Bello. What you got? First, I want to tell you all about our co-host in the YouTube chat as well. Moonoff is saying that you're as handsome as your technical skills. Mate, that cuts deep, Moonoff. That cuts deep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Brian Bayo, Brian Bello, Brian Bello, going to cover every pronunciation <laughs> you can get. The guy, the, the guy is wearing the number 92. When have you ever seen a starting pitcher wear 92? I love as, it. Has there been one out there? Because, I mean, that's really off the wall. You get sometimes a reliever in the 90s, but um, a, a 92 number almost auto-fade from me. Plus, I couldn't find anything, really, um, from him in the minors. So, Corey Kluber's actually not been too bad. He's got a 3.96 ERA on the year. So, I mean, I'm going to be on the Rays team total here against the Rook. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make him beat me. I'm not going to allow him to uh, – or not going to allow this bullpen – to take the game out from under me. I'm just going to take the run, uh, the team total for the Rays and hope they get like four or five runs and we'll call it a day. Uh, Dylan, what do you know about Brian Bellow? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, give, <laughs> me, give me the Rays here. I made them a minus 120 uh, favorite. I can't back the Red Sox. I don't even know who Bellow is. So I have nothing for him. Uh, I need to see him before I back him. So like Noah said, I got him. He's got to beat me for me to take him. So just based on that, I have to take the raise here. Um, oh, shame on you two. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting good things from Brian Bellow. He's a he's a really well thought of prospect. I think he's the third or fourth prospect um, in the uh, Boston Red Sox pipeline. And there's been a lot of talk. There's been quite a lot of anticipation uh, around his call up. So um, I've already picked him up on uh, waivers in the DGENS League. Actually, I was it in the DGENS League anyway. I picked him up a couple of hours ago. So I do have one piece of Brian Bellow going forward. So um, I can say that I was there uh, when it all started. So. Um, Corey Kluber has been going okay as well. Um, I've been enjoying his work uh, lately. I thought that this could stay under because it, the back end of last season as well, uh, Moon Affle backed me up here, that we took a lot of rookie pitches on the first start uh, and we were getting a lot of joy with just teams who hadn't seen any tape off them, especially coming off the pandemic season. It might be, it'll be a bit different now. There's been some triple A ball, uh, but rookie pitches coming in, uh, cold. We're often giving teams a little bit of a problem, especially one or two times through the order. Uh, so I think Kluber can pitch well, and I'm going to take Bale to have a good start tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so I, give I, me the give me the under it. Nine and a half is is too big a number. I think. I have some minor league stats on this guy. Just the very tip of the iceberg. You can look at it here. Um, he spent six games so far in Double A this year. He was uh, four and two with a 160 ERA. Uh, great strikeout to walk ratio, 42 to 12. And then uh, in Worcester, Worcester, uh, I forgive Worcester. me for not being Worcester. 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 Come on, for, forgive me. I, I mean, I don't know that pronunciation for the AAA team or the Red Sox there, but uh, he went six and two there with the two eighty one ERA, seventy two strikeouts, twenty one walks. But I mean, again, it's the minor leagues. I honestly, I pay attention a lot to the prospects that are coming up, and I honestly hadn't heard a word of. Bayo or Bello, and didn't even know that he was actually making the start until we started handicapping today. So, oh well, there you go. Um, I lived in Worcester for twelve years, uh, but Worcester, Worcester in Southwest England, not Worcester, uh, Massachusetts. Um, so yeah, hello to everyone in sunny Worcester. It's a great place. Uh, Seven twenty. The same. Yes, it is. Yeah, I assume that all everywhere in America just took its name from places that are already here so uh, well, i assume that I mean, uh, worcester massachusetts is we, we founded have, by people we still have the leg up on you guys you guys blew a 13 colony lead <laughs> get more than that at various points it's uh it's not something i'm proud of uh right shut up st louis cardinals against, against the Atlanta braves um is miles michaelis going for st louis and max freed the lefty goes for the braves um, we got any lines for this one? Yeah, St. Louis a plus 155, Atlanta minus 180, totally a set at eight and a half. Um, and this one, Dylan, is all you. 
Yeah, I love this game. Love this pitching matchup. And I'm diving under eight and a half here. I made my total 7.3. Two great pitchers going in Freed and Nicholas. Uh, both with pretty similar numbers, home and away. They don't really surrender a lot of runs. Walks are down. And the Cardinals, they've really been struggling. So I think Freed can have success against them. Both teams, they've been playing a lot of unders in their last 10 games. Cardinals 3-7, and seven, Braves 2-7-1 and one toward the under. I, I think we see a pitching duel. So another spot, I like the first five under, and I like full game under here. Um, yeah, I'll jump in next thing because I thought exactly the same. Uh, there was no reason uh, not to take the under here. Last five for Mickness is 183. Uh, he's absolutely fine on the road. Uh, and we know what Freed's been doing. So, yeah, I thought that 8.5 looked a bit big for me. Uh, and I thought... Exactly the same pitch and tune for me. Uh, Noah, what do you make of it? So I'm on the Braves to win this game. Um, an interesting fact about these Braves is that they actually strike out a crap load. They're the second second most frequent team uh, in striking out with uh, 9.32 strikeouts a game. Um, and Michaelis, he had one strikeout last game against Philly. We might get a little bit of a low ball total here against the Braves because the Braves have been uh, good offensively. They just strike out a little bit too much. And that might be something that just flies under the radar here. So I'm looking forward to that price, but also I'm going to be on the under for this game as well. And yeah, Braves probably win this one. 8-10 Eastern first pitch between the Kansas City Royals and the Houston Astros. Uh, Keller number two, Brad Keller goes for Kansas City and Christian Javier is on the hill for Houston, who are minus 250. Uh, KC are plus 215. Total set at eight. Um, Keller, three and nine, 424 ERA, pitched 85 innings with 56 strikeouts. Javier is six and three with a 258 ERA, 69 and two thirds with 95 strikeouts. Um, Keller's actually had two scoreless starts in his last... Uh, three appearances um, has benefited from a really easy schedule actually he's had Baltimore Oakland twice and Detroit um, even then uh, Washington uh, was his other one and Washington got to him so yeah I expect Keller maybe to regress and regress quite hard tomorrow um, Javier's only given up two earned runs in his last 19 innings pitched. Um, I think KC on Monday night had their chance to win a game in this series and blew it. Uh, the bullpen couldn't get in out um, any of them. It was painful watching. Uh, and Houston ran them down and eventually won it uh, with the Jordan Alvarez blast. It's boring, but it's a Houston run line for me. Um, I've even boxed off plus two and a half, get a little bit exotic. Um, I think KC blew that one opportunity um, and they will get to Keller early tomorrow. Uh, and this could be a blowout. So, yeah, get anything anything Houston Astros related in your satchel that you want. Uh, Noah, what do you think? You want mute, Noah? Hey. Yes. Sorry, on, I, was worried, I was worried about my computer fan being a little too loud. I texted in the group chat to see what happens here. But... um. I can't fade my guy Javier. Come on. He's been a great free agency pickup for me this year in fantasy. 13 strikeouts, 14 strikeouts in his last two appearances has been outstanding. So, um, yeah, I, I honestly, like, a two and a half seems crazy, but I'm on that. Like, it, since you mentioned it, I'll take it with you, Malcolm. I'll support you on that one. <laughs> okay. Thank you, mate. That means a lot. Uh, Dylan, what have you got? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a team ride here. Uh, Astros minus one and a half, minus two and a half, whatever That's you want to scary. do. Uh, they might be the hottest team in baseball right now. They're nine they and one in their last. Be. Yeah, nine and one in their last ten, just straight up eight and two against the spread, and they should have won the spread yesterday, but they, yeah, they got out to a, an early lead, the Royals, and then just blew it. But uh, the Royals, uh, they might be the worst team in the league. So. 15 and 24 on the road and having to fa face Christian Javier, who uh, Noah, not Noah, uh, Malcolm explained, he's just lights out at home. I, I think it's a bad spot for them. Give me the Astros minus one and a half, minus two and a half. Yeah, Houston last year got on a real roll of um, run, being our run line darlings on the podcast. Me and Moon have just 
followed them blindly for about three months. And it looks like they could be on the verge of uh, of doing that again. Uh, a 9.40 Eastern first pitch is the San Francisco Giants and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Alex Cobb uh, for San Francisco and Merrill Kelly uh, for Arizona. Uh, Giants are favourites, minus 145. Uh, the D-backs plus 125. Total here is set at nine. Uh, and this is to you, Noah, uh, Giants at the D-backs. Uh, so <clears throat> the Giants are really struggling right now. Uh, not something we've said over the last a year and a half here as they've been more of a like a, a surprising under the radar team. But right now they're two and eight in their last 10 games and the D-backs, they're also in the cellar with a four and eight record in their last 12 games. But they've been feisty throughout the year. Like can't overlook this team for San Francisco. Alex Cobb starting. He's three and three on the year with a 494 ERA, 56 strikeouts, 15 walks, and 51 innings pitched. 291 ERA in his last three starts, though. Um, for Arizona, Merrill Kelly, seven and five on the year, 346 ERA, 74 strikeouts, 31 walks, and 91 innings pitched. Kelly, he's been great recently. Um, <clears throat> he's faced inferior opponents, though. Uh, I think we're receiving good value on a struggling Giants team against Kelly with an inflated recent numbers in his last six games in June here. His opponents were the Rockies, the Tigers, the Twins, the Reds twice, and the Pirates. So I, I feel like this line should be a little bit higher. Um, Dylan, where did you open your total? I opened my total at 8.9. Uh, so sorry, not right. total, but uh, Giants. Uh, oh, sorry, oh sorry. yeah, I only, <laughs> I, only made, I only made the Giants a minus 115 favorite. Okay, so maybe it is a little... Uh, Okay, so that maybe takes out one of my, like, I mean, psychology plays maybe, but I still feel like Merrill Kelly has not faced the sort of competition that the Giants may provide here in this game. So my pick to win is the Giants. Um, Dylan, with those lines then, um, and you've you've seen the way the books have got this priced up, was it a bet on Arizona for you? What do you think? Home puppy. Yeah, God. baby. Come on. I did, Like I said, I made the Giants a minus 115 favorite at plus 130 with uh, Merrill Kelly at home. I, I have to take them. The Giants, they're like uh, Noah said, they're in a bad funk. They're just two and eight in their last 10. And they've lost to the Snakes twice this year. So maybe the Diamondbacks just have their number. We've talked about it on this pod a while back, but... You can't back Alex Cobb. He's just not the same guy on the road than he is at home. So I'm just going to be continuing to fade this Giants team, and I'm going to back Kelly and the Snakes here. Give me the home puppy. Um, 100% agree with you. I've got Arizona at plus 120. Out on the Giants, uh, they are struggling a little bit. I'm expecting a bit of a better start from um, Merrill Kelly at home as well. Um, I know he's, he's, he's slipped a little bit lately. Yeah, but I'm not out on Kelly. Um, and I thought at the prices, uh, Arizona uh, looked like the pick to me. Uh, finally, 10-10 uh, Eastern first pitch, the Colorado Rockies and the LA Dodgers. Uh, now then, pitching shenanigans here for the Rockies. I did have Antonio Senzatella earlier on. He has now disappeared off my board. Uh, Tony Gonsolin goes for the Dodgers. Um, there are no lines up either, which tells me that that uh, pitch and change might be a thing. So um, either of you two guys got uh, a Colorado pitcher or he was flummoxed by Senzatella's disappearance as I am? Yeah, I don't have anything. It says TBD for me. I couldn't find anything either. I'm going to take a last quick, desperate, last-ditch look. Uh, you guys can keep talking now. Okay, well, uh, Dylan, uh, Tony Gonsolin, um, you got his number and... Um, I wrote him up a couple of weeks ago in an article for the Sports Gambling Podcast. It's a Cy Young uh, contender at 20 to 1. Um, and I'm not sure he's going to be that price much longer if he keeps pitching like he is. No, Tony Gosselin, he's a beast. He's 10 and 0, like you said. At home, he doesn't even have a 1 ERA. It's 0.088 ERA. And against Colorado, he has had success. Only three innings pitched, five hits. So I do like the Dodgers here. I, but the Rockies have actually had the Dodgers number this season. So kind of tricky there. Maybe you want to put them in a money line parlay with the Phillies, but I just can't. I can't. Without knowing the pitcher for the Rockies, I can't back them right now. So I'm going to be probably uh, on the Dodgers. 
Noah's got his hand up like a good boy. Has he got the answer? Yeah, I do. I'm getting sent down a rabbit hole looking for some numbers, but it's Jose Arena. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, Tigers let go of him or just didn't extend him last year. He had an awful, awful ERA of 581, 4-8. Uh, he started off the year with uh, Milwaukee in the majors, pitched four games. He didn't go longer than three innings in a start, and then – He's been picked up here by uh, the Rockies and in Albuquerque, he's 0-1 with a 729 ERA, uh, 14 strikeouts, 12 walks. So this is not a guy that you want to back right now. I like him from, he started that great <laughs> big, he started the great big fight with, uh, did he plunk either Acuna or Ozzy Albies two years ago? Um, On the Marlins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, might've been. It was one of them two. It was Acuna or Albies who'd hit um, about five home runs in the series. They were just single-handedly killing the Marlins. Uh, so the Marlins just decided to try and take them out of the game. But his face as he stood there, and it was a little bit of Amir Garrett that so he just wanted to fight the entire uh, Atlanta Braves organization. And yeah, I was all I was there for that. Um, but yeah, he can't pitch for Toffee though. So you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I've got nothing here um, in the absence of a bit of a picture. So we put a line through that one. Um, Colorado at the LA Dodgers. I don't know. I'm pretty convinced on a run line here for the Dodgers. Just, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. when you when you have 14 strikeouts, 12 walks with a 7.29 ERA in the minors, it's a little rough. Uh, locks and dogs incoming. Once I've told you briefly about IP Vanish, um, who will encrypt 100% of your data, meaning that your private details, passwords, communications, etc., uh, will be. Um, shielded from falling into the wrong hands. They'll hide your physical location. Uh, you can use it on unlimited devices. You can stream with it. Um, and IP Vanish are offering 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. The equivalent of getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is dead, easy to use. Uh, you'll be covered at one tap of a button. Um so stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Uh, take back your privacy with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Uh, go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use the promo code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Okay, I feel like that was a bit of an epic... Uh, a bit of an epic handicap of those 14 games. We covered a lot of ground. We we meandered um, around various other topics as well. Um, okay, we'll start with Noah Bennett, who was going to give us a winning lock and dog. Go for it. Not thrilled with this slate. Honestly, I think it's pretty chalky. The only dog that I'm on is the Baltimore Orioles. And I think it's really just because they have the better pitcher in this matchup and Spencer Watkins up against Glenn Otto. Um for my lock, it's a little bit of a stretch, um, These this lock and dog. But I'm going to go with the under 8.5 in the Washington Phillies game, minus 115 with uh, Josiah Gray and Aaron Nola on the mound for both teams. I think that should go under 8.5. Look for me on Twitter, though. I might change that up and throw out a couple of props instead because I do not like that dog one bit. <laughs> Fair enough. No one's <laughs> giving out bets that he doesn't like. Uh, that's what we're here for. <laughs> Dylan, what have you got? Can I do something that we normally don't do? Because I do are you like going to throw in a juicy no, money line parlay or something? Minus, no, minus two hundred. No. Look, no. <laughs> see, you guys don't even know. I'm not a parlay. He's going to do two dogs. He's going to do two dogs. Two dogs and two yeah. locks. Oh okay. wow! It's never been done. They said it uh, couldn't be like, done. Dylan. Uh, he's like at north right now. I'm at south. Like we're seeing the board s- differently right now. <laughs> Malcolm, never say never. Because it's just an end in front of ever. Come on, we need to be positive right now. <laughs> okay, um, then you go on. Then give us all four of your picks, Dylan. All right, so for my first lock, I do like the over seven and a half in the Blue Jays and A's. Like I said, I made my point, uh, my my total 9.2. I think uh, with how... With how good the Blue Jays' bats have been, even though they've been losing, they've been in a lot of high-scoring games. We have winds blowing out. I think we get over the 7.5. 
for one of my dogs, I like the Mets run line minus one and a half at plus one twenty. I think David Peterson's going to shut the Reds down. I do like my I do like the Orioles as the other dog at, as a short dog. That's why it's at plus a hundred. I like them at home. And my other lock, I'm going under eight and a half Cardinals Braves with um. Just with the two good pitching matches with Freed and Nicholas, uh, both teams have been playing a lot of unders as well. And I almost th- th- threw out a third dog with with the with the Diamondbacks. So I have a suggestion for you, Dylan. You you took my lock and dog, so just use the other two. What whatever you guys want to do is up to you. I just gave you out some plays. Check back to Twitter. I'll have more. look at his Twitter. He's gonna have like nine more tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Are you gonna leave any games left for me to uh, pick dinner? Or do you want them all? I mean, fucking hell. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'll be taking my luck from single A, uh, the uh, Toledo Mudhens or something tomorrow. There's nothing. Wor- else. Yes, Worcester. The Worcester. The Worcester. The Woo Sox is uh, what they get called. The, right? No. Luckily enough, actually, you haven't hit on any of mine, so I was being facetious. I had loads of dogs to choose from. Um, I had um, the Washington Nationals at plus one seventy-seven. I've got the Marlins at plus one thirty-five. Um, but I'm going to stick with the D-backs at plus one twenty uh, at home. Uh, Fade Cobb on the road. Kelly can get back to it. Um, and I'm out on the Giants, so I love that price. Um, and for my luck, I'm going to go to a game that you did mention, but not the same pick, Dylan. Um, the Mets, uh, like I say, I've got them written down at minus 135. So I'm going to have to look around for a price. I might have to go to the uh, run line. But as it stands, give me the if you can If you can find a decent price, uh, a sub-150 price on the New York Mets uh, to turn over Cincinnati and Graham Ashcraft, um, then we will do that. Yeah, and that, ladies and gentlemen... Guy to just locking up the other team against him. <laughs> no, we got, yeah, exactly. We talked him <laughs> up. Moon, Moon, I wanted to back him for Rookie of the Year three weeks ago, and now we've... Uh, We've completely nutty put him on, put him on the naughty step. Um, well, that was an hour and six minutes of uh, of shenanigans. I think we did it. Honestly, uh, like that's not bad. Problem for free games. Yeah, for fourteen yeah. games, hour six is not terrible. Um, technologically problem free, which was that was two hundred to one coming in an hour ago with me. Uh, I've tried to sit here and not press any buttons is what I've done uh, just sit here and look pretty that was my brief so uh, I've nailed that one uh, and you two boys have been in control of everything else so uh, thank you very much Noah thank you very much Dylan thank you very much Moon I think sitting somewhere like the Wizard of Oz behind a curtain uh, using an elaborate system of pulleys <laughs> to keep me on air um, yeah uh, we'll be back uh, in some guys or other um, and yeah Noah, tell the people about what you told them before about all this stuff. All right. So follow, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. It's MLB Gambling Podcast dash SGPN. Follow us on Twitter at uh, MLB SGPN. Um, all, if you're watching on video, all of our Twitter tags are up here on our screens here. But um, if you need to know it, Malcolm, M-A-L underscore B underscore sport. Uh, Dylan, at rock with two K's 24 and then me 77, the uh, word 70, the number seven and B. Um, and yeah, I mean, just go show us some love cause you guys have been awesome so far and um, looking to take it to the next level with some of this uh, video stuff. So uh, let us know any suggestions that you may have with all of this stuff. We're very new to it as you can hear, or as you heard the echoes in two of the last podcasts we had and over the last five days or so, but uh I think that's it that I was going to plug anything else from you guys. No, absolutely not. It's been loads of fun. Thank you very much. Uh, Cheers, everyone, for listening. Uh, Do what Noah just told you to do, uh, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers.